Welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please welcome your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show, the only Internet radio show dedicated to giving you real solutions to improve your health. Not only are they real solutions, but they're natural solutions as well, because as you know, the one and only true wealth you have is your health. I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc, and I'm committed to helping you find the root cause of your health problem, fix the cause with natural treatments, so you can feel normal again and live your life to the fullest. Just a quick bit of housekeeping before I introduce today's special guest. I'm happy to announce that I'm now working on my next book. The title is Reclaim Your Digestive Health and Feel Normal Again, Fixing the Root Cause of Your GI Distress with Natural Treatments. Now this book should be ready later this year, so keep an eye out for it. Okay, that's it for our housekeeping, so let's get started. Okay, so today's show is all about what does functional medicine do to your brain? Now, my special guest is an expert and someone that I really admire. Her name is Dr. Kelly Brogan. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Now, Dr. Brogan is a holistic women's health psychiatrist and author of A Mind of Your Own. She completed her psychiatric training and fellowship at NYU Medical Center after graduating from Cornell and has a bachelor's from MIT in brain and cognitive science. She's board certified in psychiatry, psychosomatic medicine, and integrative holistic medicine, and is specialized in a root cause resolution approach to psychiatric syndromes and symptoms. Dr. Brogan, thank you so much for being my special guest today on this episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. It's a total pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Now, I know in my private practice at Functional Medicine Ontario, I have very often patients coming in, they have a whole list of symptoms, you know, they're tired, they're, they've got no sex drive, they've got bloating and digestion, they've gained weight, and typically on that list is something either like depression or anxiety or panic attacks. A lot of people, as you know, are having mental problems, and you're going to explain to us how it's not always in your head. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we're at a really funny time, I think, in the history of medicine. And it's easy to get, you know, when, once you're exposed to the functional medicine model, it's easy to get frustrated with what's going on in the conventional sphere. Um, but the truth is that I think people are waking up to the limitations of a conventional model. And one of the limitations is that doctors are not, conventional doctors, the way I was trained, um, are not prepared to deal with the complex you know, webs of symptoms that patients are presenting with, as you mentioned. And so what happens is that they don't have the appropriate diagnostic tools from a physiologic standpoint, and they also are very quick to sort of dismiss, you know, what they're not able to diagnose as psychiatric. So in this way, you know, psychiatry has become uh, almost the wastebasket, you know, for all that you know, conventional doctors are, are unable or unprepared to help patients with. So these are, you know, typical symptoms like brain fog, fatigue, changes in sleep, feelings of malaise and disconnection, 
almost always these quote unquote psychiatric symptoms are accompanied right by a host of physical symptoms, whether it's um, gut dysfunction, you know, skin issues, hair loss, a number of different, you know, sort of autoimmune related symptoms. Um, and so I became very interested in the, what I call the psychiatric pretenders, right, which are these physiolo reversible physiologic imbalances that can masquerade as psychiatric and can, you know, in the wrong hands, garner you a psychiatric diagnosis and potentially, amazingly, a lifetime of treatment with psychiatric medication. So, you know, I think of these as being really critical for any physician uh, or clinician to sort of think about when they're meeting with a patient who, um, you know, otherwise has been potentially slapped with these very impressionistic labels like depression or anxiety or maybe even uh, bipolar disorder, you know, ADHD, you know, phobias, these other um, you know, sort of largely descriptive terms that psychiatrists use because we don't have tests, right? We just have this dictionary of terms um, that we sort of, you know, poke a finger at a, a word on a page and that's how we make, you know, we're trained to make diagnoses. It's very unique among professions in medicine uh, in that way. And so, you know, if I were to consider some of the top ones, um, two that I see, for example, very, very, very commonly, if not, um, you know, probably upwards of 80% in my practice are uh, the relevance of blood sugar imbalance and also of um, thyroid dysfunction. So blood sugar imbalance, as, as you know, um, is endemic, you know, to, to our population because we are being exposed to, uh, you know, sugar-based stimulus in our diets that we never have evolved to accommodate. And so our endocrine mechanisms, you know, the, the natural response on the part of the body, largely in the, in the form of insulin, is just doing what it's built to do, right? But often it sets us up for this roller coaster, right? So you have a bagel for breakfast, you have this massive spike in your, in your blood sugar and an associated um, cortisol and insulin response that dips you down hypoglycemically, you feel jittery, you feel hungry again and foggy and irritable. And what happens? Then you need a snack an hour and a half later. And people use coffee and people use alcohol and people use, you know, many different types of self-medication to try and stabilize that. But the truth is there's, you know, there's really a simple antidote. And it's, it's cold turkey elimination of sugar while, in, in my clinical experience, dramatically increasing natural fat intake. And it can, you know, you can shift this in the, in the space of a week to 10 days, something you've been doing for maybe 30, 40 years, you can largely heal in such a short period of time. So I would say that's one. And another is, um, as I mentioned, is thyroid dysfunction. I have, you know, a personal story um, around Hashimoto's and my experience uh, healing Hashimoto's um, and coming off of thyroid hormone was really my entry point into functional medicine. It was my aha experience, you know, of, of, you know, understanding and appreciating that my body was capable of things that I was told it wasn't in my medical training. And so I've, I've become very intimately familiar with the quote unquote psychiatric manifestations of thyroid dysfunction. I mean, if you look at the classical symptoms of hypothyroidism and you look at the the DSM diagnostic criteria for depression, they match up almost one to one. And so, you know, to not 
rule out and know how to identify thyroid dysfunction, and of course, it almost always is immune in nature, right? So thyroid dysfunction as a root cause of psychiatric symptoms, ranging from postpartum psychosis to, you know, run-of-the-mill depression and anxiety, um, in my opinion, is, is can be irresponsible, right? Because these women primarily can end up on a prescription for Zoloft or Prozac really for, for years and years and years, if not decades, if you're not looking in the right places. So I've become very passionate about um, sort of bringing back an awareness of the connectivity between mind and body and understanding that our experience of mind is really encoded uh, physiologically in our bodies so that when you you know, prioritize healing the body, you can actually, you know, dramatically reduce the signal of uh, psychiatric symptoms. And it's, it's something that for whatever reason, um, many doctors are, are reluctant to consider. But I think there is a growing awareness. I'm, I'm hopeful that there's change afoot. You know, I think there is change afoot. <laughs> I really do. Um, so for the listeners out there, if you are a loved one or suffering from depression, anxiety, bipolar, fatigue, just feeling lack of concentration, lack of motivation. Um, it, it's not always all in your head. And uh, Dr. Brogan just told us two big things that she will look for first at the top of her list, blood sugar imbalances and thyroid imbalances. Now, Dr. Brogan, can you talk a little bit more about thyroid imbalances? Because I know for me, a lot of patients come see me at my practice and they're like, you know, I read this stuff on the internet about what's considered, you know, ideal thyroid, but then I go see my family doctor and they tell me everything's normal. And what's the, what's the real story? Because I feel like crap. Yes. Yes. So my, my friend and colleague, I'm sure you know Dutti's crazy and wrote yes. book, right, with that yeah. exact title. So, so funny. And actually that book was very helpful for me in my early stages because, you know, I developed um, postpartum thyroiditis, which is um, increasingly common related to, we think, the immune shifts that are native to the postpartum period. But of course, in this, you know, sort of chemical soup uh, we live in, it's it's becoming increasingly Uh, common that women are suffering from immune dysregulation and associated um, stress response dysfunction. So, you know, what I learned about um, postpartum thyroiditis or Hashimoto's and really applies to Graves and and really any uh, autoimmune thyroid dysfunction is that the, it's a, it's a message, right? (laughs) So it's, it's a message from your body and it's a call to action um, to take a very comprehensive approach. So that's the beauty of, you know, what you do and the message you're trying to get out. And, and I'm sure a message that's very familiar to your listeners, which is that if you start with these top down interventions, you don't really even need to know much about how or why they're working, but you need to know that, that the invitation is there. So how do you know the invitation is there? So when I screen for thyroid, which I do in every single patient, um, I look at a number of different blood parameters. So these are things that, you know, these days you can order yourself on the internet if you can't find a naturopath or open-minded uh, MD, MD or a chiropractor to work with. You know, you can really take matters into your own hands. But, you know, so it would be um, the most famous um, parameters. So a TSH, a free T4, and then also a free T3, so the active thyroid hormone. Um, I look for a TSH less than two, 
and there's a, a you know a large um, body of literature actually at this point substantiating the um, misleading nature of, of of TSH and the relevance of taking a, a broader look at different blood parameters. So I look at reverse T3, which can be particularly if someone is taking a Synthroid or a T4 uh, synthetic medication, which can be a very helpful explanation as to why they still have symptoms, even if their TSH looks quote-unquote optimal. Um, and then, of course, I look at antibodies, so thyroid peroxidase, thyroglobulin, um, and thyroid stimulating antibodies just to sort of contextualize where the root of this dysfunction might be arising from. Uh, so, you know, then it becomes clinical. <laughs> so I care about the numbers diagnostically largely, but if a patient has all of the classical symptoms, right? So, so constipation, they have peripheral swelling, they have hair loss, they have cloudiness, they have these inexplicable spikes of anxiety and maybe even racing heart. Um, they feel, you know, what they would characterize as depressed, you know, and, and there's any of those indicators that are off, then I, I always start with the same <laughs> interventions that are very um, low commitment and low risk, right? So it's dietary first and always first in my practice. So, you know, these patients follow my template protocol, which is nothing fancy, um, but does include elimination of, of course, um, gluten and dairy specifically, um, also corn and soy. Those are you know, the primary eliminations that happen. In the first month, I have a bit of a more restrictive template with patients where I ask them to also eliminate, you know, all legumes and all grains. But, you know, almost the entirety of my clinical practice ends up eating those things again in the future. Um, and then we look at, you know, what else can we do? So are there specific minerals that have been um, studied to, to support thyroid function? Of course, selenium zinc, magnesium, vitamin C, you know, uh, there's also um, the role of um, appropriate iron balance. So we can look at mineral support, but then I like to use um, non-hormonal glandulars. So if I, I use a lot of glandulars in my practice. I learned about this from my mentor, Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez, and it's an amazing tool. Um, so glandulars don't have hormones in them, but they speak you know, to your own glands uh, with growth factors from pasture-raised animals, if you feel ethically comfortable with that. Um, and it's, it's, I think, a really nice entry point before you get to the point of, of considering hormone, which really isn't a big deal to trial, of course, but using um, something like a Nature Throid or Armor or Westroid or, or compounded product. But um, I normally start a little bit slower to see if we can just take the burden off the body so that the thyroid can be liberated. Okay, so going back to um, the different uh, imbalances that can occur within the body that can masquerade as mental illness. So you talked about blood sugar and thyroid. Can you name maybe three or four other things that we should be thinking of that patients need to know about? Certainly. So there, uh, another huge one, as I've already alluded to, is food intolerance, right? So I'm not personally um, very big on uh, food allergy testing. I keep it pretty simple in my practice. But I have found that the vast majority of my patients have dramatic improvements when they eliminate gluten and cow dairy 
Um, gluten specifically has um, an ever-increasing signal of harm in the psychiatric population. There have even been recent randomized placebo-controlled trials, crossover trials, uh, looking at the effects specifically on mood and cognition that gluten can have. And we can have a whole discussion about why that's the case. Um, but the truth is that it's worth, it's worth a try. You know, give yourself um, an opportunity to explore that. And be careful, of course, right, when you eliminate gluten not to ramp up um, a bunch of non-organic gluten-free processed foods that contain corn and soy and a ton of sugar because you could really limit your gains. So gluten intolerance is a major one. I'm also very interested um, in specific micronutrient deficiency. I have a lot of experience in my practice with B12 deficiency, which is easy to screen for, although obviously not always completely accurate by blood. Uh, but you can screen and look for a level, in, in my practice, I look for a level below 600. And I use injectable B12, which is, you know, probably overkill um, and, and not always necessary. But I have found that, you know, within the space of two to three injections given over a couple of days, um, there can be dramatic shifts in symptoms like energy, um, low mood, and cloudiness. So, you know, we knew this from my medical training. I knew that B12 was important. I knew that B12 deficiency could cause um, dementia, you know, could cause, there have been case reports of, of patients who've developed psychotic depression just from a single nutrient deficiency like B12. So, you know, screening for, for that is, is important. And then there's the complex milieu of um, sex hormone imbalance. So many of my patients come to me with uh, premenstrual um, exacerbations, and you know the the tie-in to diet is very critical here. Um, so when we're looking at premenstrual exacerbations of of mood and anxiety symptoms, um, I often start with again a very similar template, but I might consider supplementation with things like um, chase tree, which is also called Vitex, or maca, for example, or sometimes even bioidentical progesterone. Um, and, you know, you can, you can, in the space of two cycles, you know, resolve what otherwise would have been, um, you know, again, an SSRI prescription of long duration. So to me, that's really exciting. So for the listeners out there, again, there are a lot of different things that can be going on in your body that can masquerade as a mental illness. And Dr. Brogan just so eloquently listed off five or six of them that are actually so common it's ridiculous so if we just go back to b12 i've i've spoken with uh, patients and listeners that i really recommend whenever they have any blood testing done by any provider that they get a copy for their own records so that they can see what their numbers are i know here in canada dr brogan the b12 what's considered normal is like 125 to 625 or something like that. Yeah. And you had mentioned 600, so you want to see a minimum. Minimum, So yeah. if your numbers are under 600, you should try supplementing with B12. Yes. Yeah, and one of my favorite case reports, as I mentioned, is, you know, is a woman who's a lifelong vegetarian, um, and she, she developed literally psychotic depression, was treated with electroconvulsive therapy and antipsychotics to no avail, Finally, you know, after a transfer to another hospital, her B12 level was, I believe, in the high 100s. And so technically normal, right? Technically and, normal, yes. <laughs> and, you know, they injected her with cyanocobalamin um, two times, and she returned to her, her baseline, you know, 
within the, the space of that treatment. So, you know, these, this is profound. And I guess the, the take-home message uh, for listeners is really that depression is a symptom. It's a symptom. It is not a diagnosis. It is not a disease. And if you think of it as a disease or diagnosis, you could really miss an opportunity to discover what that symptom is telling you about your body. So, you know, that's, if, if nothing else, that's something to remember. I love, I absolutely love how you just said that. I'm going to steal that and use that in my practice. <laughs> please do, please do. <laughs> absolutely. Oh. I love an echo chamber of that sentiment. <laughs> okay, so if we can kind of go back to blood sugar imbalances, you just kind of breezed over um, uh, healthy fats in the diet. Yes. So if we can get in, talk a little bit about that. I remember listening to you. Uh, you you uh, spoke in one of the summits uh, last year or the year before that, and you were talking about a smoothie yeah. that you have patients do with high, and they put a lot of fat in it. Yes. And actually, I took that recipe and I modified it a little bit for myself because what I was finding was every time I had a smoothie, within an hour I was hungry again, and I have a history of low blood sugar. Sure. And I get really crabby yeah. when my blood yeah. sugar is low. So I took your smoothie recipe, and uh, I tweaked it a little bit. And my gosh, I I drink my smoothie on the way to the office. So I'm drinking and driving with my smoothie <laughs> on the way to, the, my, to my office. And I have enough energy and get up and go for, for at least five hours to see patients back, back to back to back. So... Tell us, tell our listeners about the importance of healthy fats. Yes. Uh, so I discovered this through my own self-experimentation, right, as many of us do, um, because I went initially gluten and dairy-free, but I still was eating a bunch of processed food, which is easy to do, right, when you are only strictly adhering to that. Um, and I have, you know, burned down my adrenals beyond uh, recognition through my training um, and general, you know, lack of care of myself for, for 30 years, pretty much. Um, so I learned that the, the quickest and best antidote was to use these, you know, if you want to reduce it to slow burning fats, if you want to think about it that way, but these are really complex foods, right? So we're talking about things like egg yolks, um, like ghee, which is a clarified, um, butter, um, things like coconut oil. And then of course other vegetarian sources like avocado, nuts and seeds, uh, these are essentially, um, you know, one of the ways to look at it is they're, they're sort of like big logs you're putting on the fire rather than throwing small little pieces of crumpled paper in all day long. And your, your hunger level will shift in such a short period of time. I used to walk around, I would have a panic attack if I didn't have a candy bar in my bag or some sort of snack at all times on me. Um, I was hungry constantly. And, you know, this happens patient after patient after patient. It happened to me personally. Within the space of like three to four weeks, your hunger level, you know, subsides. You're able to click back into a healthier metabolism. Now, it's interesting because when I first developed this, developed, that's a fancy, fancier word than is necessary, the smoothie recipe, uh, came up with it. Um, you know, a lot of my colleagues were like, where's the kale? You know, where's the spinach? And while, you know, obviously... Any diet is a plant-based diet, hopefully, right? Um, I found that in my particular um, demographic of patients, 
100% of whom, whom are struggling with, with their mood and with these um, reactive hypoglycemia symptoms, that actually the more important macronutrients uh, were in the fat category. Um, the more important foods were animal foods and specifically red meat actually uh, than, than massive quantities like eight bushels of kale a day. And while I believe passionately that there are different diets for different people, and, and my work again with, with Nicholas Gonzalez helped to really uh, reinforce everything I had already learned about Weston Price and this idea that we, we grew up ancestrally in these different niches, in my particular demographic, there is a template um, you know, that, that is simple, and it really can be a slam dunk in the space of a month. And so, obviously, you know, in, in my... Uh, book, I, I go into more detail, of course, in that, but it's um, it's easy to learn and it shouldn't ever feel like deprivation. That's the beauty of this type of dietary approach is it's like, you know, filling foods that taste good, you know, use natural salt and, and make sure that um, you're, you're enjoying it. <laughs> you know, that's a critical piece. So you don't feel like you're uh, torturing yourself, right? Yeah, I just want to thank you for mentioning that smoothie, you know, those ingredients, so what I did was I changed my smoothie. I swapped out some things and I added in three raw eggs yes. and a couple of spoonfuls of, a couple of tablespoons. I don't even measure anymore. Just slap no, it in there of uh, coconut oil and ghee exactly. and uh, usually some kind of nut butter. And uh, my gosh, I, I swear to God, Dr. Brogan, it's changed my life. It's <laughs> hilarious. I love it. I mean, it's, it's so, so simple, simple but oh I God. want you to know it changed my life. <laughs> I love that. I love that feedback. Yeah, my kids even love it. You know, so it, t- it tastes like chocolate milk. It's a funny. It's a funny thing, and it would be difficult to eat the, that much fat just sort of like in your average day. So it is more of like a therapeutic intervention, you know, for for a period of of, of your healing. So I'm so glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Well, now can you tell us a little bit about your new program, uh, Vital Mind Reset? Yes. So I have, um, uh, actually, it's, it's probably at the airing of this show, just come out. Um, my, my book is called A Mind of Your Own, and it's essentially a compendium of everything I've learned and unlearned about my medical training, um, and then with a very succinct 30-day introductory model to pretty much what I do in my practice um, every day here in New York City. Uh, and that's available now. And the follow-up companion to that will be a course, um, which is a 44-day course, um, and that's called Vital Mind Reset, and that'll be available in about a month, month and a half, and it's meant to sort of take it home, you know, so take the work from the book home, um, and it's, you know, videos and, you know, cheat sheets and recipes and an experiential process that my intention uh, with that was to keep people from having to come in to see me because I have um, an enormous wait list and I, you know, have a lot of trouble seeing patients out of the country. Um, And the truth is you don't need to come in to see me. You can absolutely do this yourself. And that's really all I do for my patients is hold the space for them to discover their own potential for for self-healing. So I'm, I'm pretty passionate about bringing it bringing it into the, you know, onto the home computer um, and into into your home arena. So, so yeah. So, and that's all, of course, on my website, which is just my name, kellybroganmd.com. You know, I I really believe that technology is going to totally change medicine. Yes. Because just like you have and a lot of other um, uh, functional medicine doctors out there are 
putting together these programs that can be done very simply online from the comfort of your own home because the reality is not everybody can afford us not everybody has the time to be you know traveling and waiting and in the waiting room and whatnot. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. oh, so how can our listeners find out more about you and your program and your book? Yeah, so just so just my website um, is the easiest place. I have, obviously, um, an opt-in area, and I have a um, bunch of stuff I'm offering that I've, I've curated right now, um, you know, sort of like free goodies and things like that. So that's just on uh, kellybroganmd.com. Fantastic. So I'll make sure that that link is in the podcast notes so you can easily find uh, Dr. Dr. Brogan's uh, website, her program for Vital Mind Reset, and her new book. Uh, Dr. Kelly Brogan, thank you so much for being my special guest today. This has just been an awesome interview. Oh, it's a total pleasure. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please tell your friends about the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and we'll see you next week with more from Dr. Carrie.